Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. In this new digital world, organizations are seeing engagement with brands across multiple platforms, channels, and strategies, but many still struggle to monetize this engagement, making ROI difficult to convey. To help you understand new ways to monetize marketing efforts across channels, enroll in the Institute for Brand Marketing, a complimentary program for marketers developed in collaboration between IBM Watson Advertising and Adweek. Course 2, Monetizable Engagement, starts in December and will cover methods for attributing sales and other KPIs to marketing efforts. Get started today at adweek.com slash IBM. That's adweek.com slash IBM. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, the Adweek podcast where we talk about marketing, media, technology, advertising, and pop culture, because in the end, everything is an ad. Obviously, I'm not David Greiner. I'm Doug Zang, your senior editor for Creativity and Agencies. In for David, who is uh, finalizing his last draft for his young adult novel that's going to be coming out in, I think it's April. Was it April? May, I think, actually. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. And if it were true, it would make it even more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, David is off, so I'm I'm filling in, and uh, always good to be here. And joining me today, I'm going to have our panelists introduce themselves. So we'll start over here. Hello, I'm Minda Smiley, agency's reporter here at Adweek. And I'm Casey Burdett. I'm the photo editor here at Adweek. All right. Thank you for joining us. And today we are going to be talking about agency of the year. That's the big discussion. And what that process was like. And Casey, we're, we're definitely going to talk to you about the photo shoot because <laughs> if you've seen the issue, uh, it's some fantastic photography and some beautiful art done by the by the team here at Adweek. But first, let's get into a little bit of news. All right, so it is the holiday season. <laughs> is it? Is it the holiday season? Is it? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's very clearly the holiday season. Uh, and then this is obviously after Thanksgiving, so we're still a trip to fanned up. Um, you know, diets definitely change this time of year, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Don't they? And uh, that's a perfect broadcast segue into our diet of creativity uh, changes as well. 
lot of holiday ads, and it seems like it started a little bit earlier this year. Um, July? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that when it's, I feel like every year it feels that way. It feels that way. they start creeping in. I felt like Halloween started a lot earlier this year. Oh, I saw Christmas in Halloween. It was crazy. Did you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I think, yeah, Target, I think it was like, all right, Halloween's over, 50% <laughs> off everything. There you go, yeah. Christmas shop. It's Enjoy. just everything's a holiday. Everything's now. a holiday now. <laughs> so, just right. a new normal. Right. Uh, so several, you know, several good ads from the UK as usual. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the John Lewis. The Argos one is the one that's just been... The one with the uh, so it's a U- oh, UK yeah. catalog retailer, yeah. and it's a wonderful, wonderful ad. Then it again, is. I mean I, the song. The yeah, song. yeah. So you know, simple minds, and then the story of a you know of a dad and her daughter and a drum set, and I get sappy on stuff like that. Yeah. I get very sappy on stuff like that. And uh, another entry into the sappy <laughs> holiday <laughs> ads is Apple. And this year's ad was, uh, I'd say, much different than last year's ad. Last year's ad was more of an animated short, uh, Share Your Gifts, which, if memory serves, I I think there was some debate. I I loved it. I mean, I love stuff like that. I think that what Apple does and I think that Media Arts Lab does a great job. I really liked last year's because I thought it was was that type of ad and it was a three-minute ad. Mm -hmm. It was the type of ad where you you had to pay attention and it demanded – that you watch it over and over again. Tons of Easter eggs in it. Oh, were there? Oh, yeah. Wow, that yeah, went tons over my of, head. But yeah, no, yeah. it was it was great. It was visually really cool and, and uh, holiday-esque and different, yeah. It was different. And again, I think the Easter eggs were really, you know, really drove it. Uh, this year, a little bit different. Uh, this was actually, you know, real actors. And the title of the ad is The Surprise. And this, is, this was all filmed in a real, in a real home. Again, three-minute spot. And it's, the story is around a family's visit to a, a grandfather who recently lost his wife. And so the idea behind this, and, and it's a formula that's been, you know, that's been done. You know, holidays can be both enjoyable and really fun, but also hard, you know, mm-hmm. also, also very hard. And the, the star of the show is the iPad. So it's not like they're launching something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, last year there wasn't necessarily a, a huge hero a huge product or anything product new. Right, right. Yeah. So this is focused on the iPad. Um, and and what you, what you see is it reveals that the iPad has become this very important piece for these two young uh, girls to document and to kind of create a home movie of sorts yeah. that ends up being really the gift for the family. Yeah. And, it, and it is really powerful. So let's, let's take a little bit of a listen to it. And we'll talk a little bit more about it here in a sec. It's for all of you. Aha, uh-huh, girls. You're just tapping. What is this? Nana Oh, look at your hair. <laughs> hey, this is how you do it. Why did you do this? You two beauties. Clyde. Oh, Nana Felmlum. You are pretty perfect. Yeah. <laughs> See, number one, the best. Absolutely brilliant, both of you. 
Thank you. You know, it, again, it's a formula that's been done before, mm-hmm. but I think it was. I thought it was really well done. Casey, what are your, your thoughts on this? Did you get a chance to see this? I didn't watch the whole thing yet because— But you, you saw know, the cute dog. But I did see the cute dog. I mean, come on. <laughs> My dogs, you can't put anything on them. And this one has glasses. It's like adorable right. as heck. Right, right. I just love these moments. Yeah. Uh, Minda, your thoughts on this. And, and again, there, there are some tried and true formulas. Yeah, I was. I mean, I feel like it's one of those ads you kind of know exactly where it's going in like the first five seconds. Like, okay, they're going to create an iPad movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, formulaic, but I think it's still well done. I mean, the 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 story is sweet and it's filmed really well. Um, You know, definitely has that sort of Apple touch to it, um, which I thought was was cool. So it's always nice to see um, what they do because I think it's always really well done. But I do wish they would have maybe done told a story that was a little less predictable. I just felt like, like I said, from the minute I started watching it, I was like, I know exactly how this is going to end. I did too. And then it's, and then I get to the the point where you get to the payoff and I knew I was going to start welling up and this is all happening. And like, I watched it right before (laughs) So we have a we have a daily meeting here at Adweek, and, and uh, I happen to be in New York, <clears throat> and um, and I get up and my eyes are a little glassy, and they're like, "You okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I just haven't gotten much sleep. I just <laughs> it's jet lag. Jet lag. <laughs> the dog had glasses on. You know, it's just, you yeah. know. But I I'm a total sap for that stuff. One thing I did like is I I did I did like how they made the grandpa kind of um like he was not exactly the nicest throughout the whole spot. Like you could kind yeah. of feel you, you could kind of feel that he was on edge and upset. And I feel like oftentimes ads, especially holiday ads, like. They'll, they'll sort of gloss over these, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like human elements of like, yeah, the grandpa's not going to be super nice right now, you know. Like, right. And I feel like ads sort of have a way of not showing that often. It was like they'll say like, oh, he's upset that his wife died, but they won't show right. it. And I did feel like throughout the ad you can kind of see him like he kind of isn't like – he's not a great – like you don't really like him that much. Right. He's not right. like that nice to his right. grandkids. But then at right. the end it all sort of comes together and they obviously pr- pick up on that. And so – I like the nuance there, I guess. Um, no, and I think that's a really great point is that a lot of times in advertising, we will try to sanitize mm-hmm, a, yeah. a, a tough situation. And you're right. I, I'm, I'm glad you caught that because you're absolutely right. You kind of look at grandpa and it's like, it's like mm. eh, grandpa's cranky. <laughs> yeah. And then we, you know, and then we learn obviously why. Yeah. And I just felt like it was more relatable. Like that's, that's yeah. a scenario that would play out in someone's house on, on, on Christmas or, or the, during the holidays. And I, but you know. You don't often see that. I mean, it's very easy to creatively overcorrect for that and be like, oh, Grandpa's feeling sad. Yeah, like Grandpa's in his room. Right, right. right. (laughs) But they just showed him kind of walking around, like, being grumpy, which I liked. No, it was good. It was cool. No, it was good. It was good. Casey, anything to add to this? No, actually, I was going to say I I do love that sense of, like, realness to Mm -hmm. it. I mean, I think most times uh, people want people to, like, see Christmas ads and they want to be happy. Right. But I like seeing the realness because obviously, like, you know, I don't know about you guys, but Christmas is like super stressful in my family, and oh, it's just—I mm-hmm. mean, I whenever I see an ad, I'm like, that's funny. They're always that happy, right? No, no. Right. So. right. Maybe in certain parts of Connecticut. <laughs> um, no, and and again, so, but talking about like the other side of it, right, where you can be anti-holiday, and then that that overcorrects in one way, yeah. and then you've got mm-hmm. over overly sappy over here, and. Finding a nice middle ground oh, is a nice. really nice middle and ground. And I feel like they, yeah. with the grandpa character, they did that, which I which I really liked. Yes. So. No, it was great. Uh, great work again. And uh, go to adweek.com. Take a look at this and the other holiday ads coming from 
uh, the United States and around the world. The UK really kind of has a lot yeah, going on. Yeah, they're just better at it. They're just better at it. <laughs> it's more of a thing there. It I is guess. a thing. Yeah. It is a thing. And they just, they're good. yeah, it's like they're Super Bowl in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's it, the competition and just keeping these things under wraps. It's like a state secret. Yeah, you can't. You can't. <laughs> no. It's can yeah. we see the can we see the John Lewis waitress or John Lewis partners? No, w- what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not even under embargo. We're not even having this conversation. I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. That actually doesn't happen. But I'm, it's that's, <laughs> but like kind of that's more for, that's more for dramatization. Let's yeah. have a nice little dramatization. Um, so speaking of Europe, minute before we move on to agency of the year, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about the Epico Awards. You were over in Amsterdam recently, and for those who don't know, the Epico Awards is the awards show um, that is judged by journalists. And it's it's journalists from around the world, Mm -hmm. so it's not like all of us from the U.S. of, you know, name a publication, your your favorite editor or journalist. You know, it's not like like Cannes where everybody kind of shows up and everyone's there. You were the only American there. I was, so, which is a fun fun experience that doesn't happen often. Yeah, yeah, so tell us a little bit about your experience. Again, you're in Amsterdam, um, amazing city. Yeah, I was there for a week. Um, judging lasts about three days. Um, and, yeah, it's a jury of about, I think there was about 20, 25 of us. So it's pretty big um, of journalists all around the world that covered the industry and their, their kind of respective markets. Um, so, I mean, people from Germany, um, Slovenia, uh, the UK. I mean, really, I could I could just go on. It was really it was really cool. I, it, it really felt like every person there kind of represented their own country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there wasn't a ton of overlap. I mean, I was only American. I think there were two people from London, but that was it. And then the right. rest was just totally global. Um, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I think uh, I saw so many so many ads and campaigns that I had never seen before. Um, and it kind of was, you know, not to sound dramatic, but it was sort of like a humbling experience. Like, wow, there's like – it's so easy to get caught up in like New York and even mm-hmm. just the U.S. and what's going on here. And you kind of uh, – being there kind of made me realize like, wow, there's a ton of good stuff happening all over. And uh, right. Yeah. So that was really cool. Well, I think between that and Cannes and, and any of the big global events, it is a glimpse into it. And, and I think you drill it down into like APAC, for example. Mm-hmm. So APAC or Asia, you know, EMEA, go through whatever region or Africa. And – you you do unearth some of these gems, but to be able to have them all in one place mm-hmm. is an interesting reminder. Uh, it's also a reminder that you know those of you who are not in the United States, you can you can send us the work to look yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. We'd love, we'd love to see it. You know, yeah. You know, we might be based in New York, but uh, we have a global state of mind. Yeah, in, in all of exactly. this, so we'd love to see it. Is there anything that stood out? I mean, anything that because again, you take a look at. What won, and mm-hmm. and if you go to adweek.com, you'll see uh, you'll see the Epico Award winners in the Grand Prix category. Was there anything that was different that stood out? Because you know, again, we have journalists judging this a little different than creative industry peers. Mm-hmm. Was there anything different that you felt? Anything that stood out? I mean, I think the nice thing. I mean, the whole their whole thing is like you know, with being with it being journalists judging the, the competition, it's a bit more objective. You know, people maybe aren't as caught up in the work itself because they're not the ones doing it. We're just the ones writing about it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives it. It's through a different lens, I think. And I think um, so that was that was unique. And um, and yeah, I feel like 
uh, I was really surprised, not not necessarily surprised, but um, it was interesting to see uh, how many of the ads really translated well across different countries and cultures. Mm. And I think that's something that um, it's not easy to do, I, I would imagine, at least. Right. But, I mean, there was uh, there were a few ads from Thailand that, like, we were all, like, cackling, like, watching them. And they were so funny, so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, like, from Norway, Denmark, um, just all, all different parts of the world, um, really, really funny ads. That had all of us laughing, and so it kind of—I don't mm. know—I think that they a lot of what stuck out to me the most was how much of um, how much the humor really translated mm. throughout the, the campaigns. And, and I just so. noticed I gave you the Michael Barbaro. Hmm. Sorry, yes, from, yes, from the okay. daily. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> should I go into the next segment? Just doing a Michael Barbaro <laughs> yeah, impression. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, thank you, Minda, for um, you know, oh, letting us know. Uh, it was so. I just want to be clear that you had a good time in. Amsterdam, is that correct? It is. It is. Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay, I'm going to stop doing that. Uh, <laughs> that was a good impression. It was can, pretty good. I, that was really good. Unfor- Brought me there. Unfortunately, I could do that all day. <laughs> Michael Mabaro, Michael Babaro orders a Big Mac. Uh, I just want to. No, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Uh, we, and speaking of stopping, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back for our big discussion, Agency of the Year. It's not too early to begin setting your 2020 goals. Get started today with the Institute for Brand Marketing, a complimentary professional development program for marketers designed in collaboration between IBM Watson Advertising and Adweek. In Course 1, Advanced Marketing Technologies, learn how to apply cutting-edge concepts like machine learning and AI to improve existing functions and solve business challenges. And in Course 2, Monetizable Engagement, find out how certain technologies are helping brands monetize marketing efforts across channels and the methods for attributing sales and other KPIs to marketing efforts. Don't miss the opportunity to cultivate the skills and knowledge to help you advance in a disruptive marketplace. Enroll today at adweek.com slash IBM. That's adweek.com slash IBM. And we are back for a big discussion. It's Adweek's Agency of the Year. Okay, we have, let's see, let's, let's go back to last year. Okay. okay. So last year, U.S. Agency of the Year, Wyden Kennedy, mm-hmm. uh, Global Agency of the Year, TBWA Worldwide. Breakthrough of the agency, uh, breakthrough agency of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can get those words in the proper order. Breakthrough of the agency. Wait, I don't, who knows? Who knows? It's after Thanksgiving. Cut me a break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, too much cranberry sauce. Uh, Giant Spoon was last year, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of that was driven by their work at South by Southwest, which was outstanding. And then the International Agency of the Year, which we started in 2017, uh, was Rosa Park mm-hmm. out of Paris. So let's start with. I'm going to start with you, Minda. Okay. Let's go. Please reveal the Global Agency of the Year. Global Agency of the Year is McCann World Group. Outstanding. We're going to come back to that in a second. And then uh, U.S. Agency of the Year in a rare back-to-back performance is Wyden and Kennedy. The last time we had back-to-back winners in U.S. Agency of the Year was 2006-2007 with Goodby Silverstein and Partners. And then prior to that, 2001 and 2002 for Deutsch. And Deutsch did the double again, 1998 and 1999. And Global, let's see if there were any back-to-backs. The McCann Erickson um, yeah, was a three threefer. Times. A threefer. Like the Chicago Bulls of advertising, <laughs> or at least half of them. Uh, actually, yeah, they would be in that case, 98, 99, and 2000. Um, breakthrough Agency of the Year is Johannes Leonardo. Mm-hmm. And International Agency of the Year, Minda? BETC in Paris. In Paris, mm-hmm. another French agency. So our first winner 
in uh, 2017 was Oxtam Holst. Uh, last year was Rosa Park in Paris, and then we have another agency in Paris this year. Fun Let- fact, actually. Okay, go. Go. I fun love a good fact. fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rosa Park is actually part of the BETC network. So, you know, uh, little sibling sibling agencies winning back to back. Sibling love. Quel fait. Félicitations. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. French minor. Um, now, I, I seriously, in all seriousness, I, I really want to give props to you and Eric Oster and, of course, David Greiner for helping us see a lot of this, uh, see a lot of this through in terms of the words. But we have to give a huge amount of credit to the design team, to our creative department, uh, to just the visual news, everything visual that has to do with this. I mean, it is a wonderful feast for the eyes. <laughs> Hopefully the words do that justice. Uh, but honestly, it, you know, it, and we're not just saying this. I mean, it's, you know, every time we do a, an issue, especially something that's maybe a little bit closer to our mm-hmm. heart, right, where it's just like, you know, when well, we spend a lot of time doing yeah. it. And it's just, <laughs> we, we care. We, we, have, we have a little <laughs> bit more ownership of this. But at the same time, it's like, here are the words. Mm-hmm. God, we hope they're good because we know that you guys are going to knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And so huge, huge thanks to everybody. Uh, involved in this, um, they they deserve a tremendous amount of credit to make us look really really good. Uh, Casey, uh, <laughs> you are part of that team, and I'd like you to run, I'd like you to run through the photo shoot and and contextualize this with photo shoots that you've done in the past as well because it looked like every you know it always looks like everyone's having fun, but you genuinely said that this was an interesting photo shoot. So tell us how that all went. Well, I got a little ahead of myself because, uh, you know, I, I figured, you know, agency of the year, um, you know, you want to focus on the people and the work. And I kind of came up with this idea. Of, and it's not a new idea. You know, it's fine. But I wanted to do something that was very <laughs> um, I wanted to do something that was very like stark black and white um, and then have the photos kind of be the only color in the entire piece mm-hmm. to very, you know, th- they'll stand out. You get to see the people and the work. And um, for Global and U.S., I wanted to have them both uh, wear kind of colorful outfits because right. I wanted them to be on white and black. Right. You know, it's going to be you know contrasty and you know it just you know brightens you know everything. Um, funny story, <laughs> I got calls from both agencies basically saying that everyone was freaking out because everyone was black. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, no. yeah, well, if well, we look Nanette at BTC, amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I like I asked uh, both. I was like multiple times. I was like, can you tell me what they're wearing? And they're like, we don't know yet. They don't know. They're freaking out. And then you know Nanette comes in. I was like, oh my gosh, I love. <laughs> Of her that, that was red. amazing yeah. well she's like six feet too and i was like holy cow and it was great so i was like uh beautiful i mean they they had coordinated their outfits but yeah when she yeah. came in i was like mm, okay she definitely pops i was very yeah. excited about that yeah. um and you know for both uh, agencies um you know it's funny i always you know figured that they would be kind of well, I hate to say it, boring. Oh, you know, no, I mean, they're not no. like celebrities. They're not like in a, you know, whatever. Like executives. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I just got here in March. I mean, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Give it and time. And I, so I walked in and I didn't have to say anything. They just were all just kooky. They're like, let's do something fun. I was like, okay, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I want. And they just went all out on it. They went nuts. They were having fun. And, um, you know, 
I didn't expect that. Uh, and, it, you know, it's also very hard to wrangle groups of people in a photo. And sure. then you, it's like te- playing Tetris, trying to put them in places. Like, you know, you don't want the two reds together because that looks weird. And then right. and it, everyone's wearing black and you got, you know, Nanette, she had to be in the middle because I was like, you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. You you came in this beautiful red uh, suit. So that's a pro tip for anyone. Yes. If you want to stand out, if you want to be in the middle of the photo. Wear yeah. red. Wear bright red. Wear something yeah. really bright that Wear stands out. Wear something really bright. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was really funny. And uh, yeah, it, with Wyden... Uh, um, you know, they called uh, the day before and was just like, you know, we we only wear black. And I was like, I get it. I, basically, <laughs> I said, I get it. I, al- I also only wear black. Sure. Um, so I just told them, you know, come, you know, I want, it's more about your personalities. Come as you are. They came. Um, of course, Susan was a standout. She's, Susan Hoffman uh, we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. she's, uh, so she's a kook. She's, she's a so kick. fun. She's awesome. Uh, she, she was the one that was like, everyone's like, you know, come on, come on. Let's do something fun. Let's do this, do this. Come yeah. on. And I was like, you also look right here. You know, so you get your picture. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But she was great. Uh, I'm always jealous of Susan Hoffman's eyewear. Oh my God! The I best, know. right? It's it's amazing. She had she did an eye um an, a glasses change in the middle of it. A glasses see, change. That's yeah. incredible. That is see, yeah. That's that's, that's that's absolutely amazing. And what's interesting? Fun fact: uh, Tom Blessington and Colleen DeCourcy and I have the same hair. Oh, big time. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we're, the, we're the hair triplets. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Now I'm, like, intrigued. <laughs> yeah, when well, you see a picture of the three yeah. of us, you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're all related. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's it's amazing. And, again, BETC, they sent us a photo, right? Oh, yes. They didn't get the color memo. No, so, no, no. They all, they coordinated the black. They coordinated the black. And then the uh, Johannes Leonardo. That one's really jo- fun. Uh, this, it's Johannes. I always say Johannes. Johannes. Uh, Johannes my, Leonardo. My Pittsburgh comes out when I start yeah, trying to Yens. say it. I'm like, Johannes Leonardo. Yens. <laughs> I don't know. Yens are with that agency in that. Um, Johannes, Johannes Leonardo, Leonardo. I think. Yeah. JL. Yeah. Fine. Uh, awesome agency. And then a uh, fantastic photo of them. The whole, the whole, uh, the whole smear. Are there any Easter eggs in this one? Let's see. You can count the dogs in it. It's you can count the dogs. Sure. So there's one. There's at least three, I think. I don't know. It's adorable. Why am I wasting everyone's time with that? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> just missing my dog, clearly. Yes. Um, oh, that's one hell of a beard. I know. Jesus. I know. Man. I've been looking at this for a is while. That like a ZZ Top tutorial? That's amazing. Look at that guy on the left. I want to know who that is. <laughs> it's probably like the CEO. Uh, <laughs> uh, but honestly, uh, uh, amazing stuff, Casey. And, and again, we can't thank the um, the creative team across the board. You, can you name check some people? Let's we'll start with Ron Goodman. You want you want to name check oh, a few yeah, people? Just no. just give us the list because they deserve all the props. Uh, you know, I have to thank Ron uh, Goodman, um, you know, Diana uh, Diana McDougal oh, who the did best. the uh, online Both version. I also want to thank the photographers, em, uh, Emily uh, Winokur, she was did the McCann shoot and Rebecca Greenfield who I've worked with quite a bit, mm-hmm. love her to death. Uh, she did the Wyden and Kennedy shoot. Mm-hmm. And then also um, Rita who was our makeup artist uh, on set. She was great. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Rita Sylvester. Rita Sylvester. Fantastic. All right, Minda, let's start with you on McCann. And let's go through a little bit of a you know, peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, for, you know, I think that there is not necessarily a misperception, but it's, you know, these are hard. This is not like a slam dunk easy thing to go through because Mm-mm. we, and we've talked about this before, where we generate our shortlist and then that shortlist then presents to us. And it's very in-depth. It's very comprehensive. Um, yeah, I, I do think that there's some sort of 
perhaps misplaced perception that it's just really it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in that we're in the room yeah, for I mean, each all day. We take it really yeah. serious. Not that others don't. I mean, I'm just saying contextually yeah, no, for but us. It's, I mean, not, every, like, it's not like we does. just like, you know, talk about it for an hour and then go get drinks. Right. Like, right. You know. yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, no, it Who um, does that? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, but in all seriousness, I mean, th- there's sometimes it turns into arguments, honestly. Yeah. I feel like this it's year, very diplomatic, I don't know, but, yeah. this is my first year doing it. It didn't really get too, and like, I feel like everyone was kind of on the same page, but there was back and forth. There was some know. back and forth, mm-hmm. some banter, as it were. Some banter. Uh, let's talk about McCann, why they earned uh, Global Agency of the Year. Um, I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't think it should come as too much of a surprise. I mean, they had a great year. They won a ton of awards. <laughs> right. um, so I think people kind of know McCann has, ha- has had a stellar year. But, I mean, from the more global perspective, I think what's interesting is um, – Really, so many of their offices outside of the U.S. are, are doing right. really great, uh, really great work for for big brands. I mean, they have a ton of big clients, um, and a lot of them are global clients. And so, I mean, every, I mean, McCann Romania did like a really cool campaign for Coca Cola this year, um, where they kind of like cut the bottles in half, and it was all about like glass half full. Um, but I think the whole point I'm trying to make is like. I really could have gone on and on and on about how every office is doing interesting work, and I think that mm-hmm. was um, that was you know obviously why they earned the global recognition. But it was hard to write because I was like, where do I cut it off? Like where you know they they just have a lot a lot of a lot of offices in a lot of countries doing a ton of work, and um, so yeah, it was you know well deserved, I think. Well, and a lot of it was driven, you know, it, it, when McCann, uh, you know, fearless girl. Let's go back to mm-hmm. that. I mean, that was the gift that, that kept on giving. And apparently it still is if you're <laughs> reading the news about Fearless Girl. But in in a similar vein, but slightly different, uh, the Microsoft work really drove a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the attention, deservedly mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. Uh, specifically for the Xbox adaptive controller. And yes. it won every award out there. And the brand, if if I recall... They weren't really thinking on – it was like, okay, we have this – we know we're doing something that's important. We're doing something that's good. But it was McCann that really just got the energy around it saying, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This is much, much bigger mm-hmm. yeah, than I mean, you even realize. From what I understand, it was – you know, they were investing in it. It kind of, it kind of happened uh, organically. They, it, it, the adaptive controller was made at a hackathon and then – once that was finished, the Microsoft decided to invest in it. But, you know, I don't think it was ever something they planned to do a ton of advertising around. It was more just like this is this product that we want to make because it's a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. But then I think when McCann sort of saw it, they were like, this is this is what you should be promoting. It's, it aligns with the company's values. And then um, the adaptive controller actually first was in their holiday campaign last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of going off that, they they took it to the Super Bowl. And so, yeah, while, while McCann didn't actually invent the adaptive controller, they were really the ones that sort of uh, convinced Microsoft that they, sh- they should really invest in this and and, um, and put it on a bigger stage. And obviously, it's done really well. That's awesome. So. Casey, anything to add? Oh, no, no, no. I've, I've, I literally watched all this, like, you know, a couple weeks ago, and it was just, it was fantastic. That's cool, yeah. Great body of work. So oh, congratulations to McCann. Yes. We'll move on to uh, U.S. Agency of the Year, Wyden and Kennedy. Um, boy, where do I start with that? Are you supposed to ask me questions now I since so. I wrote the thing? Doug. <laughs> Go Doug, ahead. Doug, tell us all about uh, Wyden and Kennedy and well, why Well, they were they... founded in Portland 37 <laughs> years ago. No, it's true. I mean, you know, here's an agency that's been around for 37 years. And, um, you know, I think, that, you know, what... 
What was interesting about last year in the win is that what you couldn't ignore was the creative work, and most of it was driven by Colin Kaepernick. So mm-hmm. as we were going through our deliberations, this is when it was right in the thick of all of the Kaepernick stuff happening. And, and I remember this vividly last year is that a lot of the agencies that were on the shortlist, it was very even. And similarly this year, it felt very even too. We were looking at it like this is going to be really, really difficult. And there's generally one or two things that will tip it, right? So last year, what was the big red flag in a good way, which is you know the thing that, an identifying thing that was a big deal, was the Nike Kaepernick work. This year, it was winning the McDonald's mm-hmm. uh, U.S. Creative AOR. That's a big deal. So last year we were really talking about a creative story. This year we were talking more about a business win. Mm. And then by extension, uh, we're also seeing a very – we're seeing a lot of momentum around Wyden and Kennedy, New York. Now, that, that office was founded in 1997. And – it had fits and starts. So there are two main there are two main clients that they launched with was ESPN. This is Sports Center, which is still considered one of the most legendary campaigns. They had that for twenty five years. They also had Brand Jordan. They brought on in nineteen ninety nine, and self admittedly, they would say that they were known as a two client type of shop. And there were certain limitations to that. Where mm-hmm. talent specifically, if you're working on two brands, if you're cool with that, that's great. But if, if you're not really expanding your your scope of work, then it can be limiting to one's career. And I completely get that. If you're a junior and you're just working on two things, it's like, mm, is this mm. what are you doing? Um, but the past few years, the, with the leadership of uh, Neil Arthur, who's managing director, and Carl Lieberman, who's ECD there, they've really, really honed in. Uh, on on building that business, so you know the the McDonald's work will come out of New York. Uh, Portland obviously has KFC, but you're really starting to see some momentum. And I think in years past, you would talk about Wyden and Kennedy, and you would talk about Portland, and New York would be a, a bit of an afterthought. But now it's really in in the same breath. And I think that what's interesting, and I think what's heartening, is that the people in Oregon. The people in Portland are saying, yeah, there's nothing but upside to this. We would prefer (laughs) that we're talking about Portland and New York in the same breath Mm -hmm. instead of it's like, oh, it's Portland. And then, oh, yeah. That's why at the shoot, I kept trying to mix them up. Uh, We did a couple different shots and they were like, well, this is Portland and this is New York. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. The the joke was so um, Neil Arthur said that we joked that Portland is Prince William and we're Prince Harry. <laughs> I thought that was, thought that, was very, that was a very good analogy. Uh, but, you know, taking a look at the work, uh, Game of Thrones and Bud Light, that was that was a huge standout mm-hmm. uh, last year. Um, <clears throat> there, obviously, the Nike uh, Women's World Cup. Love that. I mean, it's a very familiar formula, but it's still it still just gives chills. Absolutely. Um, and then Ford, they had a really cute one. Uh, it's it was called Astronaut, and what modern day exploration looks like, and it was it was fun. It was just it really refreshes that brand, and I think that the the people at the brand are really excited to see where they can take it. That's a tough category. Oh, good God, and baby Jesus, that is a difficult <laughs> category. Um, but they're doing an outstanding job with that, and then. Um, you know, KFC, it, you know, where are they going to go with that? Well, they put Colonel Sanders in a dating simulator. So <laughs> why wouldn't so, you do that? That one threw me off. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's the, the strategists on this. I just I want to sit down with them and say, <laughs> yeah. 
what is wrong with you and right <laughs> with you at the same time. Uh, but honestly, I think the work that um, that I think deserves a lot of attention and a lot of praise is the Inspiration Room. And this mm-hmm. this was a pop-up uh, celebrating Women's History Month, and uh, HBO collected journal entries from women across America and ended up um, in this space. I believe it was in Soho. It looks like it Soho. Um, and then the extensions on this were, you know, this gorgeous space. These diaries were read. Um, uh, by Susie Essman, some of the stars of HBO, Dominique Fishback, Natalie Gold. Um, you know, it was just really, truly one of the, the thing I talk about is, are you creating work that makes people stop? Right. That's like my big argument right now. Are you, are you doing things that are making people stop? And I think a lot of people stopped and, Mm -hmm. and paid really close attention to this. And this wasn't like, Big flashing lights and this, that, and the other thing. It was just oh, ext- more intimate. Yeah, 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 extraordinarily well done, extremely mm-hmm. thoughtful, um, just really, truly outstanding work in a in a sea of outstanding work from the agency. Um, is anyone, anything else to add? Anyone, you 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 saw that? Did you see? Did you go to the inspiration room? I don't know. No, I've read about it, but I didn't go. I mean, it's um, remarkable. But it did look really, really yeah, neat. Yeah, and it's remarkable. What I read doing some of the diary entries too, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's just really cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's remarkable what they're doing with HBO and how they're they're pushing them forward. Um, and the biggest thing too uh, with <laughs> with widening Kennedy is that they grew quite a bit. You know, the margins are very, very thin. <laughs> Um, they're very, very thin uh, in the agency business, but Wyden Kennedy grew by 14%, oh, which wow. is, wow. yeah, that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so congratulations to Wyden Kennedy. We encourage you to take a look at uh, the write-up there. And let's go to, oh, so you got international. I did. BETC mm-hmm. Paris. Please, yes. please give us the dish on that one. Yeah, this one was a little bit harder to write just because I'm, you know, I wasn't in Paris. Um, so <laughs> I was in Amsterdam. Yeah, I was, I was in Amsterdam. And now I'm back in New York. Right. <laughs> it's all over. Oh, good Lord. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was really fun to write. I mean, I, I've always, you know, I think BETC, you know, they do good work. But I, really kind of assessing everything they've done this year, I was like, wow, they've done so much. Right. And I know they are a big agency, but it really is impressive. And their clients are so different. I mean, like, you go from Lego to Pornhub to Lacoste. And they have, like, some more just, like, French clients, like, French streaming services. I mean, it's just, like, a really, really eclectic client list. Um, and But the, the cool thing is is that the work it really does seem like it – like really, really creatively driven, um, really goofy. They, they're always pushing boundaries, it feels right. like. Um, and I think that was just really impressive. And, and they they seem like a fun bunch. I, I want to go to Paris now and, and hang out with them. So. <laughs> well, judging by your travel schedule, we'll just yeah. go ahead and we'll I don't know if I can pencil it in. Oh, but. Ahead, yeah. <laughs> yes. Says the girl going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, no, it was interesting because it, you know, you, we look at Rosa Park from last year and we look mm-hmm. at this year and <clears throat> it is a combination that, that eclectic mix, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's, a lot of it was just really touching. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, it was, there was a very human aspect, maybe slightly exaggerated. Now the Lacoste thing, that was like straight up, like real awesomely 
French. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was the French was. brand, French agency, just really moving. I mean, that was that that just made me stop and go, "What am I watching? I'm going to watch it again." And I think, I mean, the fact that they did like Lego's global brand launch yeah. this year that's oh, huge. huge. I mean, that was like a huge thing. And I think the most interesting part of that is that Lego actually has a pretty big in-house agency, um, right. it, but even so, they still wanted BETC to kind of come in, which I think kind of goes to show uh, how they're sort of viewed. I mean, they they, right. they really have this creative punch that even a brand with a huge internal uh, agency is still like, ah, bring them in. <laughs> like, we yeah. want to know what they can do. Yeah, and so. what's interesting, too, is that, you know, I'd mentioned that Wyden Kennedy New York was known as, like, the ESPN agency. For the longest time, BETC was considered the Evian Babies agency. Yeah, right? yeah. And, like, and oh, they, they still they, kind of, uh, nah, but I think I, that, I would argue that they've wrestled themselves away from that. They I mean, have, it's, it's a but good, they're still known for them. The, well, you've yeah. been known for something. I'm yeah. known for long gray hair. But <laughs> it's, that doesn't necessarily define <laughs> it me. It doesn't define them anymore. Right, yeah. right, exactly. That's true. Let's move over to Breakthrough Agency of the Year. Uh, Johannes Leonardo. Johannes JL. Leonardo, JL. JL. <laughs> <clears throat> now, we've known about this agency for you know, quite a while. And what I find interesting about uh, about, J, uh, about JL is that they, they'll pop in and out, right? So over the years, you would see them pop in and out. It's like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. It was that agency of, oh, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was one of these things where it was just, you got the amuse-bouche of the agency <laughs> where it was just a few things here and there. Mm-hmm. And then they, they were still doing, you know, outstanding work. But but it was just every so often they would just kind of peek their head mm-hmm. uh, up and, and here you go. But this... <laughs> You got to really respect the fact that this agency has taken on probably one of the, uh, I'm just like in a French thing today, the enfant terrible <laughs> of brands. Oh, it's horrible, I know. Should I just go back uh, to Michael Barbaro impression? Uh, yeah, no? that w- yeah, I like yes. that more. Yeah, enfant terrible. <laughs> All right, no. Um, but Volkswagen, uh, really, really tough brand coming off the emissions scandal. Yeah, all sorts really. of just drama, just an episode of Falcon Crest waiting to happen every day. That's an 80s reference. Google that. <laughs> um, but here is this agency that not only waded themselves into it neck deep, but they've come out of this because we were really interested, like, where are they going to go with this? Yeah. Where on earth can they even go with this? And it, it, here comes Hello Light. And you look at it, and again, you, you, there, there is the cynical, skeptical side where you think, ah, oh, there's no way they can pull this off. The, mm-hmm. Like, what, what can they do? And there's, there are always going to be plenty of skeptics out there. and going to be plenty of people. And, and, I, and I, sure, I've got some cynicism to mm-hmm. it. Um, but at the same time, I look at it and I'm thinking – Good for you. What else could you do in that situation? Where is this going to go? Mm-hmm. And I think it was a decent. I thought it was a good, decent foundation. Yeah. Now it's up to the brand to see it through, Not to live up to it, right? So the agency has set now this foundation. Now it's completely up to Volkswagen to to see it through. And you would hope that they would do that. And it seems like that they will. But mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, Minda, credit to them for taking on that brand. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. That, that, I would have avoided that one, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think that, and I do think, like, the fact that they kind of leaned into everything. And because, like you said, to your point, like, there's always going to be skeptics and, and critics. And I mean, what they did was not good. Like, we, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think, like, the fact that they just kind of are leaning into it and sort of trying to 
use it as part of their story is better than just like brushing it under the rug, which right. I think a lot of brands would do. Right. So. Yeah, I don't know if they have a choice, but I mean, good for them. It's like, <laughs> yeah. we have to see where this is going to go. Yeah. So it remains to be seen where the river will flow with this, but it's a good start. Now, another brand that they brought on was The Gap, and they made the agency the first AOR since 2012. Mm. CMO there, Allegro O'Hare, who previously was at Adidas Originals, worked with the agency, so she had some familiarity with that. But this is also a brand that is going, you know, retail in general is going through some serious problems. Um, fast fashion is going through some issues and the gap specifically were, ha- you know, and still are, are having some issues. But yeah. again, a credit to the agency for taking on a brand that some people might look at as kryptonite and they're embracing it. Yeah, yeah. I do love the Gap Holiday ad, and I know it's yeah. sappy, and yeah, but I, yeah. and like I, but I do for I don't know what it is. It might be the song, because I think that it's plays a big club. part. I love it, but I, I, I cry every time I watch it. I yeah, think it's I so. I think it's really well done. Oh yeah. no, I agree. I'm just giving you grief because now you're coming over to my side. Yeah. Um, well, they did, yeah. and they I did. It was good. It was no, it was good. You're giving me that look. Yeah. No, yeah. it was really good. Was. I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was a little, I mean, to be honest, I was a little confused by the end of the ad. Yeah, but. But I, mean, I don't, I think they kind of maybe wanted it to be a bit nebulous. I don't know. See, you're talking about it. I'm it talking had this about intended it. effect. That, yeah. I couldn't tell if the hoodie that he received was the, his childhood hoodie or a brand new one. Maybe right. they don't want me to know. Maybe I don't it's know. both. I, maybe somehow. it's both. <laughs> no, it's cool though. But no, no it, the, it's a really it was well done. And it was yeah. great work. It really was. And then they did the world's tiniest out of home campaign for Mass Mutual at the Kentucky Derby, which uh, which I thought was was really I fun. I love that. Yeah, it was great, right? I really love that. <laughs> it was really great. So taking some risks, being bold, that's what gets you breakthrough agency of the year. And congratulations to Johannes Leonardo for winning JL, as we like to call them, <laughs> as we yeah. mispronounce the name. Um, anything else to add for agency of the year? Anybody? No? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Well, again, I want to thank everybody for, uh, for joining us. And congratulations again to all four of our, our agency of the year winners. Very well earned. And uh, also those on the short list. It, again, it was, this was not easy. This is not an easy thing to, to judge. And mm-hmm. there are a number of agencies doing outstanding work and we'll continue to celebrate that work throughout the year. But we will wrap it up. I'd like to thank Minda and Casey for joining us. Our theme music is by home. This episode was edited by Lane McGibney and produced by Josh Rios. Uh, we ask you to take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Those reviews mean a lot to us and it also helps people discover the show. If you have questions, please. Send them, <laughs> send them by email. I mean, that sounds super official. Uh, any questions, uh, you can hit us up by email at podcast at adweek.com. And again, we appreciate you joining us today. I'm Doug Zanger, in for David Greiner. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.